Okay. Now, when I got born again, I mean, it was such an incredible thing, experience that I had of born again. Uh, I became a brand new person, new vision, whatever it is. And it's amazing on the sinful life that I led beforehand. When I became born again, the past was gone. And then when you read the Proverbs or you read the scripture, and this one here just blew, always blew me away. In 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen race, a holy nation, a people for his own profession, possession, that you may claim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but you have mercy now. We heard a lot of testimony from so many other people. When I got born again, the first words, and baptized in the Holy Spirit, the first words that came out of my mouth, it's real. That's the words that came, it is real. I mean, I, I had an experience with God that was just incredible. And it's amazing on how so many people say this to themselves. I see it for you. Is it real for me? But it's the testimony. Jesus said this, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, when Brent, when, uh, when, um, Brent says Don's going to get his income from the marketplace, everything I did was studying about the marketplace. One of the scriptures that was really powerful for me is in Joshua. You can put Joshua up there, okay, no? After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nan, Nan and Moses is dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, go out over this Jordan and all his people in the land that I am given to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot treads, tread upon, I have given to you. Just as I promised to Moses, from the real wilderness of the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Ephrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, so, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. That's what it is. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of, this, of, of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, 
for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. How do you be strong? How do you be strong? Let me ask you. You can ask me. By the way, I'm here. I don't know how often. I'm not, I won't be preaching much. I'm over getting ready for the rocking chair. But you could... <laughs> But you can, you know what, if you want to stop me while I'm sharing, you can ask me questions. And if I can't answer it, Tim will. <laughs> How do you become strong from what you already know? How do you become strong? Three times this was shared. Three times. Now I'll tell you about Cal. You know when, when Cal is speaking, can I talk about you, Cal? Where are you at? Okay. I can't do what he does, Okay. But I love when Cal teaches. You notice this? He's so passionate. And he, this reminds me, when he, when he, what I'm ever going to do now reminds me of this scripture. Okay? Cal is so passionate that he does this. I, I can't do it. You know how he does it like that? Then he goes like this. Okay? <laughs> now he's so passionate when he does it and snaps his finger like that and he claps his hand. He is saying something. Be strong and courageous. Now, I think sometimes, let's talk about meditating on the word. I think the word that comes on Sunday morning, sometimes it's amazing how powerful it is. Now, Tim and I, we used to get together every day. And we, I don't know, some of you maybe haven't heard of the Florida Five, but we used to get the tapes and listen to them. We used to read Proverbs together. We read the words together. And it's so deepened in our hearts. And you know, Scripture says that abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you keep sowing in the fresh word of God, you know what will come out of you? Fresh, one of the things, the fresh, it'll come out of you because you put it, soaked it in. So when Cal speaks and he says that, if you take it home, and you think about what he says, and for the next five days, or when you go to home group, and you meditate on what he says, because I believe when he snaps it like this, and claps his head, he's saying, I want your attention. And that's what happened in Joshua. Joshua spoke to me in there, and he says, I, I, like, it's, he says wherever you put your foot. I, you know what, when I was learning, learning how, like I spent a lot of time meditating on the things in the business world. And God says, I'll teach you how to be successful. I want you to master Proverbs. I want you to spend time in the Psalms. Whatever you do, I want you, when you go to bed, I want you to meditate on it. And when you meditate on it, day and night. I, you know what we used to do, Tim? I don't know if he did, but I did. But, you know, you heard this statement, if you, while you're sleeping, if you play this tape recorder with the tape on it, it'll speak to your soul. I used to do that, put it under my pillow, 
because I wanted to believe everything the Word of God says, and I would play it over and over again underneath the pillow. I did that for months, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I desired to be what God called me to be. I think one thing is, we have, every one of us over here, when you were born again, God's already put in you, put the seed of faith in you. And sometimes we don't realize it's already in me. And it's my responsibility to take now and grow. God's not going to cause you to grow. You yourself has got to, the word is going to be in you. The word is alive when you read it. It's going to cause you to grow. And you become a beautiful garden. You become very, you know. So anyway, and I found this out, that if you sow into your calling, if you're a farmer or if you work in a, as an electrician or if you work in, in an office, you take your responsibility in the land that God wants you to cultivate and you sow into that, you're going to be the light of the world. As a matter of fact, if we're all the light of the world, big corporations out there should be calling living light. You have any people that are unemployed? Because they shine so bright. They'll be some of the most fantastic people on, on the earth. That's what our reputation. And a lot of it is that way. I look at everybody here. You're incredible people. We ought to give ourselves a good clap. Let's do that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Okay, let me read the next one now, okay? Uh, Matthew 4.4. 4. Again, he began to teach besides the sea. A very large crowd gathered about him, so that he, he got into the boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teachings, he said to them, listen, okay? Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed some seed, fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. They didn't have Carol around to feed them. <laughs> Boy, I tell you something, all the shell that's left over, I'm getting a mile and mile. A mountain, you know, by my house. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some landscaping just so the water flows away. <laughs> Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell on thorns, and thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell on good soil and produced again, growing up and increasing and yielding 30, 60, and a hundredfold. And he said, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. What is the plan for you and I? To be so successful in this life, that in my, in the finances or in the business world, okay, it shall grow 30, 60, and 100 full. Is that meant for somebody that works in the office? Is that meant for somebody that's a construction man? Is that meant for somebody that works for 
the government. <laughs> I believe in the promises of God. I believe this. I should take this over here and I should say this, Lord, how does this pertain to me where I am in life? That's a promise to each and every one of us. Now the devil wants to take that seed away and take this faith away, okay? Can I have the, uh, I want to show, um, can I have a picture of the crows? Okay, the next one. Okay, here's, being a farmer, one of the things is that I know that my dad, when he worked the land up, he made it so nice and soft. And then you planted the corn in. And one of the things that you had to watch is the crows, because they would come in and scratch and dig out the seed. So what farmers had to do, they put up a scarecrow. But you know something, I believe this, that our land is of such within us, okay? It's good dirt. I mean, it's not dirt that has to be broken up, but it's been good. You know what, we come born again, it's been broken up within us, and it's nice and soft. And, and, and when the word of God comes, and sowed in our hearts, the enemy will send crows to distract us. He'll pull out the seed. Farmers used to do, they used to shoot shotguns and everything to scare the crows around, but there's so many crows around that no matter what you did, you just never got able to get rid of them. But the things happen so much that when you leave here on Sunday morning and you hear a cow, the enemy wants to distract and pull that seed out. And crows are very good in bringing distractions. That if we did listen to the teachings here on Sunday morning, five days in a row, what sort of fate would we be able to walk in? You see what I'm saying? And that is, now it's only in good ground that the farmers planted corn. He didn't plant it in the rocks, but only good ground. Our, once you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, you are incredible people. You see yourself that way? Do you see yourself as something that in, you're incredible inside? You're born again. You represent the kingdom of God. God's mighty power in word is already deposited within you. What you meditate on, you become. Okay? And the crows come sometimes and like to dig in your dirt and bring negative things. Because, you know what I'm saying? And negative things takes away from what already God's got planted within us. And let me give you an example, okay? Because I'm going to come back to this because I expect that every one of us should be so fruitful in your finances, in your life, that it's going to be a mighty testimony out in the world. Scripture says this, you're the light of the world, right? And, and that's what God is saying. I think the best is yet to come. I mean, for Tim and I, we, we've had, it's been great and what God has been doing. But this next phase, what we're coming into, we come, uh, Kenosha and Pleasant Prairie coming together, 
Let me tell you something. It's, I've enjoyed being over here, but the best is yet to come. What God's got prepared for us. I really believe that. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Now. Okay. Next one. Now, this has always been, you've heard this statement over and over again. And I believe this, that whoever walks in this and cries out to God, there's an incredible promise in it. It's John 15. I am the true vine, my father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. I didn't like that pruny. It didn't sound good. <laughs> but I believe what he says. You are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and, and withers, and the branches are gathered together and thrown in the fire. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified. I believe this, and I've seen so many here. God's called us to be dreamers in him. When you're reading Proverbs, when you're reading the word, dream in God, meditate in God. Meditate on it. It's amazing on how God has already planted within us the seed to become successful, the seed to become greater, the seed to become, to dream, the seed, you know, to do whatever he's planted within you. Sometimes we, we, we give, we say this, oh, it can't be, it must be my stupid mind. No, God's planted things within you. And, that, and therefore, according to what you dream about, if you ask, God will empower you. I know that during the time, Carol and I, when we were walking out in the marketplace, I've never said too much about the business I'm in because, you know, I started out being very poor. I, you know, I remember. One of the things, just, just to show you how good people are, Carol and I were so poor, we didn't, and I had to go to a meeting out in Sacramento, you know, and... Um, I didn't have any money. All of a sudden, somebody sent me $100 in. You know, $100 40 years ago is like 500 or 1,000 today. God's people are good. God knows if you're serving him what your need is, even sometimes before you ask. But this, he says, he put this in you. If you ask, he'll do that. But, okay, so... We want to do and prove that we are disciples of God. Amen? Okay. Let me, in Colossians 16, 3.16. Indeed, you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in richly, teaching and admonishing one another, singing psalms and songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart. And whatever you do in word or do, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, you were called in one body. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ 
develop richly within you. Carol and I, when we used to travel in the marketplace, we share, it's amazing the people that we used to share with. And I would find that vice presidents and presidents of corporations, governors, senators, got more issues than you have. The last time the vice president was in, everybody went up to him and asked him, you know, what favors they want to solve this problem. God says, go up and pray for him. I went up and I prayed for, for, for uh, the vice president at that time. And he was so thankful and moved. And Carol was watching when I prayed, when I prayed for him. Sometimes God wants you to be so alight and so full that you can, in, in your calling, whatever God called you, to be able to minister to other people. To be able to pray for your boss. Your boss has got more problems than Carter got Liverpool sometimes. That's a farm statement. <laughs> but but you, you know, you take it because he makes money and he's, he's, he's got authority that he's got to know the warfare against him is incredible. You are the light of the world and you can make a big difference in prayer. And when you sow into somebody else, and praying for them. God's got other people praying for you. Yes. You see? What you sow, you reap. You sow into other people in the body of Christ, other people will be there for you. And sometimes you'll get a blessing that you've not asked for, but there's a blessing coming from other people because you're practicing sowing into other people's lives. Yes. Amen? Okay. That's, and therefore, it's very important you know what your calling is. God called me to be out in the business world. I invested a lot of times in the word, in Psalms, in Proverbs, teaching me on how to be faithful in the marketplace. And I have been incredibly blessed, by far greater than I would have ever dreamed about. I ain't going to share with you what I make. <laughs> but God's blessed me. Now, God's going to also, there's some of you people over here, make good money where you're at. Be thankful and represent Christ in the marketplace. Sometimes the person that you meet, you're, you're going to be the only gospel that he's going to hear because you're going to tell them about Jesus Christ. The world is waiting for you to tell them about Jesus Christ. So many times when we fly in an airplane, you know, my wife is really good. She talks to anybody and everybody. <laughs> But she always look, we look for people that's going to sit by. We look at some things as divine appointments that people want to sit by us on a plane. You know what I'm saying? So in a way, and it turns out so many times, so many, we find there's a, such a hunger that people have. Like I said, it's real. When I got born again through the Holy Spirit, so many people out there said, is it really real? Is it really real? real? And you're the only one there to share it with them. Okay? So, praise God. I'm going to keep going here. Now, this one here, you've heard me say this one before, okay? Uh, Psalm 1, next one. Psalm 1. The tree blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates on this day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, 
that yields its fruit in its season and its leaves does not wither. In, everything, in all that he does, he prospers. But God had just showed me that, that the prosperity is that, is, is that, you know, we talked, the songs we sing. Is that prosperity meant for you and I? Are you thankful for the prosperity you have? Now, the prosperity doesn't mean just finances. It means relationships. And all this, I believe this, as you meditate, God will give you vision. If you really spend time soaking in the word of God, in your calling, God will give you vision. And when God gives you a vision, it's going to motivate you. It's going to drive you because it's the word of God that is sowed in your heart. It'll create a passion. That's why when you see Cal get up there and snap his fingers and he yells up and down and screams. You know why it is? Because there's a, <laughs> there's a passion that has come upon him and he can't help himself because he wants everybody to get it. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I, I see, I've seen this. God has, along the route, there are so many times in praying Proverbs and I'll read some in, in, in Psalms, that if you soak in it, now God is going to back up your calling by giving you pictures and vision where you're at. And boy, when God encourages, I mean, Carol encourages me, but God's the best encourager. You know what I'm saying? I still remember about, you hear me sometimes, I'm going to talk about marriage. <laughs> But God gave me a picture about marriage. You know what I'm saying? If you're married, let me just do all you can. Try to outserve your wife. Wife, try to outserve your husband. That's what God showed us in the triangle. Every one of us, we sell ourselves short what's really in you. Because the power of encouragement is just incredible. You see, in the, in the news today, you know, there's so much discouragement. False prophets out there. But Jesus Christ said this, I'm raising up a body that's going to be incredibly fruitful. And if you're married, you'll see good fruit in your wife, you'll see good fruit in your husband. If you learn how to practice the word of God and sow it in your heart. You know, just, just leave me. <laughs> I'll just share it. I think women are so easy to please. <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, I'll just share you something because this is not normal for me. <laughs> we have a dishwasher. Does all the dishes. It does a good job. But one day, God says, and the dishwasher was full. He says, Don, why don't you just empty the dishwasher for Carol today? So I went about doing that. Now, because I have not done this before, <laughs> I, I had put two-thirds away, and one-third I had to put on the counter because I didn't know where it went. But when Carol seen it, I mean, it just, man, like a miracle happened in the house. <laughs> She was so encouraged that I did that for her. You know, God, by his spirit, wants us to do sometimes it's not the big things. 
It's the little things that we can do for each other really mean so much. You know what I'm saying? So I just had to share that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Let's see. I've been keep moving along. Okay. Um, okay. Let me, let's go to the next one. Proverbs 3. So faith comes from hearing over and over through the word of Christ. Okay. By the way, that helps if you can keep hearing that over and over and over again, like I did with the tape, put it on my pillow and listen to it. I think it's so important to play in certain things over and over. When you keep going it over and over, you're putting it into you. And the good news is this. If you keep sowing it into your heart, it's amazing how now the Holy Spirit has permission now. I don't know if it does, whatever, but he, you know, he does what he wants. But if it's within you, he can remind you what to share with the person that you're talking to. Amen. Okay, next. Okay, let's see. Is that the one? Am I looking for that one? Okay, can you go to uh, find Proverbs 3? I don't have it. Proverbs 29. You don't have Proverbs 3 there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 29, by the way, what it says, where there's no prophetic vision, the people are cast off, restrained, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Proverbs 29. Vision, for me, it was a big thing. Okay? It's big in the church. But I believe, like, you, 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 you're so much prophetic prophecy and things like that. You and I need the prophetic vision from God because it motivates us, okay? Let me read Proverbs 3. Uh, 3. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. You know, so many times what we hear on Sunday morning, we necessarily don't remember next, the following Sunday. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your heart. So you will find favor and good reputation in the sight of God and man. This is big, ain't it? Okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean in your own understanding. What does that mean? It's amazing how many times in Psalms it says, trust me. God's saying, trust me. I wonder why God's got to say it so often, trust me. You know, it's like we've got thick skulls. And I, it's amazing how I, like, I still like to do things my own way. I don't know why I should know better by now. <laughs> Been involved in Proverbs in, in, in the Word for so long. But still, I want to do things my own way. The biggest battle sometimes is doing things God's way in my way. You know what I'm saying? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I mean, that, you know, that takes energy. That means I'm sowing things in my heart. That takes effort. I find this, it's tiring sometimes just to be involved praying in tongues and praying. It's amazing how sleepy I can get. 
In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. Do I believe that? Do I really believe that? A lot of crooked paths out there, okay? Nobody here has that. I know. You guys are good people. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It'll be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. I think that the day's coming that God is teaching us a new way of eating. Uh, and I also believe this, that there's going to be healing that'll be coming in the body of Christ. I really believe it's going to be happening because it's going to happen before Jesus comes back. Before Jesus comes back, there's going to be such a holiness in the body of Christ that they'll be crying, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. But there'll be such a holy, I mean, there'll be such a holiness amongst the people. The day will come. Tim and I, in the 80s, we believed that the Lord was coming back soon, but he's still coming back. You know what I'm saying? But I believe this, that he, he, some people go to doctors, that's great. Doctors work, do the work of the Lord so many times, helping you with things like that. But I believe this, and this is something we can be praying. Abiding my word, my word abides in you. We can ask, Lord, raise up the gift ministry of healing. Mir- Jesus did miracles because they gave testimony to the works. And he said, greater works will we do because he's gone to be with the Lord. I believe it's something that we can be pray. Raise up men, of, you know, in gifting. And it's going to be the biggest testimony out there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loft his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father corrects his son. Oh, I hated it when the Lord rebuked me, when he reproved me. I didn't like it, but it always became fruitful in my life. You know, some, I've been chastised by the elders three times. And it was, it was embarrassing for me, but I grew out of that, and I became a better man because of it. You know what I'm saying? God does that to people that he really loves, yes, okay? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like a father does with his son and daughters. We got pettings in our butt because we need to be discipled sometimes and spanked. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't hurt. The government says, don't you touch. God says, it's good to discipline your children. So, okay, that's what, by the way, one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 3, Proverbs 3. And God says to me at that time, when after, shortly after we got born again, Tim and I, you went to Bill Gotter's seminar, didn't you? Yep. See him? We went to Bill Gotter's seminar, and he taught us everything about Proverbs. In the marriage workshop now, we have people read the Proverbs of the day. And it's amazing. They read the proverb of the day for the next 30 days, and they write down what they got out of it. The next month, they read proverbs of the day. It's amazing how they got different things out of it. God's word is living. Yes. 
It's active. You know what I'm saying? And if I keep my nose in Proverbs, I can't help but have a better business world. I can't help but be the light at work. I can't help but be a, have a better marriage. It's impossible not to have a good marriage if both husband and wife are going to serve the purposes of God. Now, you may not be perfect. Neither am I. But God says this, like Psalm 51, search my heart, O God. When we become a people that's searching my heart, and, I tell, and, and the enemy, the devil has no room. He can't, can't make you feel guilty at all because when the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses my own heart, I am free before God. I can sleep good at night. And the, knowing this, the best is yet to come. You know what I'm saying? Okay, next one. Uh, Ephesians 6. Okay. And here's the number where it says again. The armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Like it says in Joshua, okay? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Let me tell you something. That lying son of a gun. He brings false imagination and it sounds so true and if I do well on it long enough I believe what he says we need to understand the scheme of the devil you know what I'm saying for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authority against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against spiritual forces in the heavenly place Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. John Lightyear had a good teaching on, on all this in Ephesians 6 about the armor of God. And you know, one thing is, when you read about David, David committed murder, he committed adultery, and then it says, but David had honor before God, and God loved him. I said, how is it? What's, what's the hidden secret? How is it that God loved that character so much? You know what I'm saying? That he got away with so much. And God, he had favor in God's eyes. And listen to another preacher that says, David was humble before God, admitted his sin, confessed his sin, and God loved him because he repented. You know what I'm saying? It's the first time listening to that preacher that I understood why David had such favor. Okay, okay, let's okay, let's look at the next one. Yeah, this is good. Do yourself. Do your best to prevent yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has, who has no need to be ashamed. Rightly handling the word of truth. That's powerful. We've been born in into this kingdom. Jesus Christ died for you and I. He paid a big price for us. And you know something? I, I tell you something. I still don't understand the love of God. Because I can mess up. And, and Jesus, I ask forgiveness. And he picks me up right where I'm at. Okay, Don, let's keep going forward. He, he doesn't keep track of my sin. He just got in, like, it's like he's made up of such that he can't help but love me. And sometimes I feel like I'm the biggest jerk around, but he still loves me. You know what I'm saying? We have such a loving God. It's incredible how much God loves you and I. You know, you and I can, sometimes we're guilty of judging other people. 
God don't judge us. He doesn't want us to judge each other. The enemy does that. But he loves us so much. You know what I'm saying? And this is what the per- people are in the world are looking. How much God, is it really true? You know what I'm saying? So, okay, let me see what's going on. That's it. That's it. That's it. Father, I just want to, first of all, I want to just thank you for this fellowship. This might be one of the last times I'll be sharing, and I'll tell you why. The young generation that is rising up, when I listen to Scott Goodwill, I listen, you know, to, um, when I listen to Kale, in some ways I could be very jealous of Kale. It's how good he is, you know, some, how fun he is and good, you know. Gary, it's incredible, the gifting that Gary's got. You know, how many of you people have been so blessed when Gary starts, he calls out people's names and he prophesies over them and he, and he speaks to them. You know, it's incredible, isn't it? I, I know this, that as we're racing down through time, soak in the word of God because there's places God wants to use you. Don't take it for granted, Okay. Let me read. I better read this last one. Yeah. Again, he began to teach besides the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into the boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things and parables. And his teaching said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out, and he sowed some seed along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. Immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, since it had no root, it wilted away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Now, this was meant for you and I. Other seed fell upon good soil. When you become born again and baptized with the Holy Spirit, there is that deposit of faith. There is good soil. Another seed fell upon good soil and produced grain, growing up, increasing, yielding, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. We sang the Lord about promises. Pray that to yourself and ask yourself this question. Is my life representing the 30, the 60, and 100? Lord, show me if it's not. Lord, show me so that I can excel that the reason I was born into this world, there's a call upon my life, and I want to be the light of the world. I want light, my life, to represent the 30, the 60, the 100 fold. Father, I just want to thank you for this fellowship. I want to thank you for each and every person here. And Father, I pray that the word, your word becomes so alive within us that God, that we'll bear fruit, that we'll be a light of the world, and people will look at us and they say, how did you get to be that way? In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen? Amen. Thank you.